0: It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show.com.
1: It's a
2: special day here at Disney World when the screaming gays meet the rest of the girls in the closet. No more, that's what gay day is for. It's a gay day after all. It's a day of fun when we wear red shirts And when we all come you can hear the squirts We we can tickle and tease with our manicured goatees It's a gay day after all We'll be holding hands in Adventureland And watch the Liza Minnelli marching band We'll make tourist street with a kiss on the cheek It's a gay day after all We can wear tight shorts made of gold lamé And wear mascara like Billy Zane We can mince away as we prance and sashay It's a gay day
1: after all MGM will have a celebrity ball
2: Hosted by Rip Taylor and RuPaul There'll be Merv and Monty Rock Not to mention Pete Lecoq It's a gay day after all
3: it's a, it's a gay day after all, it's a gay day after all, it's a gay day after all,
1: it's a gay day after all. What's that you got hanging
0: out of your shorts? Oh, you Turkey leg. Eat your heart out, Randy Rainbow. I can out-gay you. Hey, sailor. And thank you, Supreme Court. Yeah, that was in honor of uh, Gay Pride Month, which I, I haven't talked about, but now I will. Because now I have rights. Oh! I would have never thought, of course, it's Neil Gorsuch, But yeah, in a 6-3 decision, I not only have rights in the workplace, but the right to exist. Oh! Not that I'm worried about this workplace. They've been great to me. It's uh, going to be nine years coming up. That was a surprise decision. And of course, it was no surprise about Clarence Thomas, who is a waste, who is a pile of absolute nothing. He was a waste at the EEOC before he was a justice. He was a waste when he sexually harassed Anita Hill. He was a, He's just a waste. And who put him in there? The Republicans. They like waste. <laughs> Kavanaugh, that drunk. And uh, Alito, no surprises there. Although I think Alito is.
1: Sam Alito, who says, Crime
3: go pay when you're on the payroll of the those Nostra. A respectable man, or the black hand, in their pocket, like so
1: much change. Sam Alito you an abortion
2: of the Supreme Court. Since you choose to consort with the civil rights rapists,
3: just pay with the crony kick, make them pay the pig or else they get their legs broken. Señorito.
0: 1470, WWNN. Welcome once again to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a nation with a full-blown epidemic. And how do we know that? Well, let's check with the latest Florida update. Florida, coronavirus update. Yeah, it's bad. Just how bad? I don't know. We don't know. We have uh, numbers out there, primarily cases, not deaths. Uh, The cases I've seen are averaging 2,800 a day. Is that accurate? I don't know. And the death totals, are they accurate?
3: I don't
0: know. No, they are definitely not accurate. Because we have a mouth-breathing Trump do-boy as our governor. And I'm certain a majority of the villagers are very happy about that. And speaking of the village
4: The villages.
0: <laughs> For the benefit of people who don't otherwise know, the villages is a retirement community that spans three counties in the north part of this state. And it's otherwise known as the world's largest graveyard. And they're- <laughs> They're only there for one purpose and one purpose alone. To keep this state red. Now, there was an article about... That uh, there was was a... Not a fisticuffs, but a shouting match between... I guess... I didn't know you were allowed to live there if you were a registered Democrat, but... Apparently there are... Oh, a few... And uh, the old geezers, they like to have golf cart marches. Uh I'm going to decorate my golf cart
2: with pro Trump signs and pro DeSantis signs because we don't want them colors around here. And they're rioting and uh, I was surrounded by them.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, oh, (laughs) and I should mention it's white. It's primarily a white community. So. There were Trump supporters out there and they, with their little golf carts. Big shots in their golf carts. <laughs> and and there was like, I don't know, 12 Democrats out there with signs with, with Biden on them. And they started screaming and shaking their fists. And why, I'll show you. And word has it down here, among the uh, Democratic clubs I'm involved with, that there are about... Uh, Four or five hundred progressives living in the villages. Talk about a bad decision on where to live. Uh, We got retirement community. This whole place down here is a retirement community. What would you have to go there for? It's just as hot and humid. You put yourself in that position. If you're a progressive Democrat, you don't belong there. No. And some of them found that out. But at any rate, it's just a handful at best because let's say there were 50 people there. Pro-Biden, well, then you only have, oh, let's see, about 124,000 residents to go. It's ridiculous to even, what they were fighting, they were fighting. You know what they were upset about? All of the buffets have been closed. There's no more buffets to go to. And they it, it just can't take it anymore. So they're going after each other. Maybe they'll eat each other for food. Like their favorite Alex Jones would suggest.
4: I will eat your ass.
0: Uh, (laughs) Trump is white trash, you're white trash. That's one of the signs. And the other one was God, country, and Trump, and all that. (laughs) Yelling and screaming and fetching and uh, all this. And so it amounted to actually nothing. But it's just amusing to see in that area. It's like they're so enormously outnumbered. Uh, That is Trump land. In fact, all of north, the north part of this state, uh, from uh, north of Orlando on, and a good portion of Orlando. But after that, the North part going up to Georgia and Mrs. Pissy. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's Trumplandia. You know where they're going to have, naturally, the Republican convention in Jacksonville. Let me tell you something about Jacksonville. <laughs> it is the world's largest small town. That the, well, they say that about uh, Reno, but no, it's true of Jacksonville. It's a If you look at it, it looks like a real city. But there's nothing to do and nothing going on and nobody's there. And there's really, they talk about lack of planning. The only thing they plan there is to oppress the black community that lives there, unfortunately for them. In fact, and I thank Randy Rhodes for this, go on YouTube and search on Axe Handle Saturday Jacksonville. And there was a half-hour documentary there, it goes through it, of how the whites beat the blacks up with the axe handles. Now, nobody died, but there were a hell of a lot of injuries, and the cops, except for one cop, the cops didn't show up. In Jacksonville. This was 1960. It was right around the time they were having the uh, sit-ins at the luncheonettes at Woolworths. And I don't want to sound insensitive. But Woolworths Luncheonette, they had the best grilled cheese. Cop, 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 but yeah, Jacksonville, oh my God. How do I know this? I was stationed there. Oh yeah, Jackson Naval Air Station. I spent plenty of time in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, yep. Oh. Oh, boy. talk about a boring... L- let me also... I'm going to tell you something else. Because I have to give a backstory to this because people don't understand. It's, it's long gone. It's ancient history, thanks to Bill Clinton and the 96 Telecom Act. Back b- prior to 1996, for anybody, and listen carefully, uh, self-proclaimed professional podcasters out there, and anybody who was sat behind a microphone prior to 1996... If you didn't have a license, you weren't allowed to go into that studio. You were barely allowed without a guest pass to go into a radio station. What you needed was called an FCC license. You had to be licensed by the federal government in order to be a broadcaster up until 1996. Then after that, any Schlubbid who thinks they have talent or can sit behind a microphone, and any Schlubbid at all, can just uh, go on the radio. But prior to that, you had to be a trained professional. And uh, a lot a lot of on-air personalities didn't act as such, of course. But they had to take an engineering course in three different levels. You had third, second, and first class. And I'm proud to say that I had a, a first-class FCC license. And that's why it says in the Jingu, uh, the only licensed transgender broadcaster, <laughs> The only licensed transgendered
3: broadcaster licensed? <laughs> well, you're tuned to the place where you'll hear the truth. It's the Brit Summit Show. And that's the truth. That's the truth, baby!
0: It's ridiculous now, and it's laughed at. But I'll tell you this. I had to study for a year to get that first-class license. I wanted to go all the way. I didn't want a third or a second. So I had to study radio engineering and how to monitor a transmitter and how how the transmitters broke down and how they worked and all this stuff and what to do in an emergency when a storm, let's say, happened and and you had to put on the the generator. You had to know all all the inner workings of a radio station – were required back then. But the reason I, I talk about Jacksonville is because, and, and to this day, I don't understand why the FCC office that you had to renew the license at was in Jacksonville. And it would be either a caravan or a carpool. A bunch of us would drive up there to go to the FCC office in downtown Jacksonville and renew the license or get a new ticket, as they said. And as my luck would have it, the last time I went there to renew my FCC license was 1996. That's when Bill Clinton said, well, you don't need that no more. <laughs> now, every time I had to go there for the renewal, mind you, this is the middle of the business week. It wasn't a weekend trip. It wasn't at night. wasn't in the morning. It was the middle of the business day. I, I'll never forget it was downtown Jacksonville, and it was like a big city. It looked like an abandoned city. It looked like The Walking Dead, uh, Atlanta. It looked like uh, any end-of-the-world apocalyptic movie. There was no, a few cars, but there was no people. There was no activity. There was no life. And that uh, was, I, I just, I never left me. Both times I went downtown. Now, when I lived at Jack's Naval Air, I never went downtown. I never had a reason to. But going downtown and seeing that, I never wanted to go back. So yeah, let, let them have their uh, convention there and uh, let them all just uh, die because that's what DeSantis wants. DeSantis, by the way, was asked by a intrepid reporter what he thought about the recent spike in Corona cases in Florida, and he said. Well, they're young people and they'll survive. They can beat this. They can lick this. They're young people. No, not true. Donnie's do boy. A lot of young people have died. A lot of children have died. A lot of children. This manifests itself in different ways. And there's a lot of kids that had uh, swelling, uh, turning purple, whatever it is. So it's not relegated to just the elderly. And the villages are proof of that. They're still walking around unfortunately and uh, well to think about it maybe some of the villages isn't far from jacksonville a few hours drive I'm certain a lot of them, go go enjoy go watch your uh great the uh, leader there go ahead watch uh, and especially watch him i can't wait to see the video of him ambling and shambling up a ramp <laughs> here's this fat way out of shape old white guy <laughs> Can't even walk down a ramp. Donny the Gimp. You can't say West Point doesn't have a sense of humor. They picked the right song for him to poot down that ramp and, and <laughs> it was featured on Colbert. Though the music it was perfect for him to stumble and bumble downward.
4: Know why he launched his 2016 campaign coming down an escalator if it had been a ramp he'd still be coming down and i know it sounds like we added that music to make the clip seem more comical but i promise you we didn't that's actually what the band played as trump hobbled down a gradual incline.
0: if i had to overdub it with music it would have been this for the self-proclaimed tough guy bunker boy Here's what, here's what I'm, <laughs> I'm dreading, in addition to everything else. If, and it's doubtful this is going to happen, but if there are debates between Trump and Biden, what I'm hoping they won't do is devolve the debate down into a boxing match. the The old men, and it's been going since I was a little kid, and my great grandfathers and all that, and, and, and every old guy, like from seventies on, it doesn't doesn't matter what their careers entailed. It could have been a, a CPA or a house painter. It doesn't matter what their careers were. They will always tell you. And you go into these uh, old folks' home, ask any old man, "What you do for a living when you were young?" Invariably, the answer will be, "I was a boxer." It. it <laughs> And when I was a kid, I'm like, how can... Because every old man said that. I was a boxer, I'll have you know. I was tough. I was so tough. I was a boxer. So, how is it possible that every guy back in the (laughs) 30s, 40s, and 50s, every one of them was a boxer? How is that possible? But they'll say that. And I'll bet you ask any old man in uh, the villages, even down here in Century Village or... They'll all say,
4: you know, when I was young, I was a boxer.
0: Yeah. Only now it's changing now since the greatest generation has pretty much died off. The the World War II vets are almost gone. Anybody in their 60s or 70s will say, I fought at Anzio. Now they'll lie. It's that maybe they're in Korea. Good chance they were in Vietnam. And the best chance is they probably never served at all. But how are you going to prove it? So they can run around and say, I'm a vet. I I fought in World War II. I single-handedly took down Hitler. That was me. And they weren't even born yet. Or maybe they were five years old. But that's what we're getting now. But I'm hoping that they don't challenge each other, Biden and Trump, to a push-up contest like Jack Palance did on the Oscars. (laughs) I can do you know Biden's going to do that. How many push- ups can you do don You know they're going old old men it's they're going to challenge each other through physical duress. yeah, that's going to happen. well, news to both of them uh nobody cares. Our country is in shreds. It's as if we're still alive, but a nuclear bomb has hit it, but we survived the nuclear bomb. It's what we're living in the aftermath. And if those two start going at it about when I was young, if they start, because Joe does that all the time. I was a lifeguard. I was, oh, am I out of time? If they go into that, that's, we don't need that right now, okay?
4: Okay. You're watching Cemetery Village, Channel D.
2: Welcome once again to the Cemetery Village Cavalcade of Boxing. This is Bob Stanton, along with Chuck Stink at ringside.
4: Well, thanks, Bob. Well, it's a beautiful day for boxing. In the corner to my left is the reigning chap, 95-year-old Iron Myron Weiner. He's being challenged by 92-year-old Sid the Kid Shewitz, who accuses Myron of running over a pair of his wife's Zoris with his Mercury. Unfortunately, she was still wearing them. And Big Max bends over to sound the bell for round one. And they come out swinging. The winner, by the way, receives a free meal at Skougans. And they're both down for the count. Back to you, Bob. Join us next time for the Cavalcade.
0: Brittany Summers on the Brit Summers Show.
2: You can go eat well if you're broke with a foo young. And low May and happy family. It is the Chinese buffet. Eat chow fun till you're done. I know it's no so good for me. Okay, take out the MSG. Don't want a heart attack. Can't reach the food while on my back. This is the end, I fear. Grab the paddles and you're clear. And as I'm fresh life is passing, I'll be back in a chip. You get the duck sauce, I'll grab an egg roll for the ride on the way. So don't delay, eat now, it's really good, Kung Pao. No reason to be deprived, the puffy opens at five. And if you swallow it all, I'll follow you to the stall. When it's all said and done, I definitely ate too much himself.
0: You're listening to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting on the worldwide Tiffany Network of uh, WWNN. WWNN, and we have the uh, Trump rally in Tulsa coming up this weekend, and there's obviously nothing I can say about that until next week, but I'm very, very happy that the genital public at large has since learned about what happened in Greenwood. And and I covered it last week, but it, it, it was an unknown history books, history. Do You see what happens when you erase history or cancel generation? You see what happens? Now you know. Now you know. And this thing has been kept a secret in all the history classes. Not in the black community, no. They talked about it a lot. But if you went to even a desegregated school system, it was not taught in history. I didn't learn it in history class. In fact, I, I really wish I did. But had I majored in history in college, they probably didn't talk about it either. It was erased. But now it's back. You see how great it is when you don't erase what happens in the past? You learn things. And everybody's shocked and dismayed. No, no, this really happened uh, almost 100 years ago. But what they're not really talking about is because I looked into it further... And uh, and I mentioned last week Netflix. If you want to make a movie about, and by the way, renew Ozark, great show. But Netflix, this could be either a docudrama or a uh, a full documentary. Uh, what what's available out there? And there's stuff on YouTube. It's usually like because it wasn't recorded, so you got maybe a half hour long documentary or something. But there's more there's more to discover about this. I'm certain. If you got professional researchers involved with this to really, pardon what I'm going to say, but dig up or, or unearth the long-kept secrets of what happened in there, and one of them was, and it's not confirmed, but it makes perfect sense. This was not long after World War One, and like any World War, once it's over, uh, the armed forces have a lot of surplus laying around, and they either send it to the scrap heap. Or they sell it cheap for surplus. Uh, World War I was a, <laughs> the first time we had aerial warfare with biplanes. I said, buy. <laughs> but you could pick up a biplane back then, cheap. You could pick up military surplus uh, weaponry, whatever it was, cheap. Because they, they couldn't get rid of it and they had nowhere to put it. And by the way, it was, even by that time, it was seriously out of date. So it's entirely possible that what I've been reading, and, and it's repeated throughout the history of what happened in Greenwood, there were five or six, like I said, it wasn't confirmed, but five or six military-style planes, obviously biplanes, with mounted machine guns that were syncopated with the props and all that stuff, you know, Snoopy and a Red Baron type stuff, equipped with aerial bombs. Now... If there's any dispute about Greenwood being bombed from the air, take a look at those pictures, what few pictures exist from that time. Take a good look at the aftermath, the kind of destruction you see there. Yeah, buildings were set on fire, as, as usual. And by the way, should I shed a tear for the Windies that burned down last week? <coughs> With their half-million-dollar no- donation to Trump? <coughs> but they used planes... With bombs. You can look at these buildings. Those were bombs. From the air. You compare those photographs to the photography in uh, World War II in Germany. Or what the Germans did to London. It's the same. Rubble. Those buildings were bombed. So it was an aerial bombing. Not just a race riot. And given that, you would think that even back then... They were considered the clan a domestic terrorist group, but no, they still haven't. ACLU has. Uh, they've designated them as officially as a hate group, as well as the Florida based Liberty Council. Isn't that a nice name? The Liberty Council <laughs> Matt Staver and his lovely wife Anita. Who said, quote, I'll take my gun and blow away any transgender I see in a women's room. Uh, Right around the time of Pulse, by the way. Good, good Christians. Uh Uh-huh. Now, they are a Florida-based hate group, but not recognized by the United States government as a domestic terrorist organization. And and why? Well, because they're white. I was (laughs) watching... This is for my online audience at home because I'm going to have to edit this out but I was watching Conan O'Brien in an interview uh, with Van Jones as a matter of fact <laughs> and he had he really summed it all up quote I am so fucking white <laughs> yeah it, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to be white it really is and it's been predominantly <laughs> the cocks that just uh, refuse they, they think they're superior. And if you've seen some of them, <laughs> you'll know why they have to drive a pickup truck because they can't fit in a regular car. Why? Because they're too f- 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 fat. Am I fat shaming? Am I fat shaming? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. So Trump's going to go there and dance on the bones of all the dead African Americans that were. Murdered and forgotten in Greenwood, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the Trumpers will all get sick and die. You will all die. Oh! For my South Florida listening audience, you can also use that for Opalaka. We have a town here, Opalaka, which was founded, built, and to this day is run by corruption. It's a little toilet of a place that you must avoid at all costs. So it's going to be nauseating. I'm not going to watch it, but you're going to see at least clips of him and his followers are going to just dance on the bones, on the graves of all those people that died. Merka, murka. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. But yeah, it's going to happen. And of course, I'll have more on that next week, along with everybody else. But if you want to get in on it, if you want to go there, they'll pay up, because there's ads on Craigslist uh, to hire actors and actresses to attend the Trump rally. <laughs> we'll pay you 50 dollars to go to 50 dollars uh, it's 50 or 60 dollars to show up at a Trump rally. So that tells me that at this rally, you are going to see a phalanx. As Chris Cuomo likes to say, 50 times a broadcast, you will see a phalanx of pro-Trump African-Americans holding a sign that were professionally made at Kinko's saying, Black's for Trump. Yeah, you're going to see that. And probably a a whole row strategically sitting behind him. They did that with the Indians, I think, a couple years back. They hired some Indians to show up. So they're going to uh, obviously pay. And there's one black guy that's there. I forget his name. Black Mike or something like that. He's at every single rally. And his job is to sit behind Trump, uh, what Blacks for Trump sign, and then go, yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, everything he says is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my check? He's at every single rally. So they're going to have him there as uh, faux support for Trump just to show everybody I'm not dancing on the bones, which is pretty much what they're doing. And any black person that accepts a check to show up there and do that, you will live in that shame for the rest of your natural life. But you're going to see that. That's my prediction for the rally. Right, Don?
4: Look at my African-American over here. Look at him.
0: You and your Branch Covidian Jim Jones followers. But you know who's not going to be there? Somebody else who used to attend the rallies all the time and actually got to stand right next to him and smile and shake his hand and he was all happy because he... Derek Chauvin. Oh, yeah. There's pictures of him at the rally along with the Minneapolis uh, police union guy who actually made a speech at the Trump rally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nope, Derek, uh, he's, uh, he's got a date with a guy named Rollo. So he won't be there this rally and the republican convention in jacksonville coming up are a proactive effort to mm, let's see make people die
3: you will all die
0: yeah you will or you'll get very very sick and wish you never went but go ahead go ahead go and you'll probably be protected by the local police who undoubtedly will be on bicycles <laughs> The bicycle cops. Yeah, these are the cops who wear short pants and ride bicycles. Little bicycles. They're very imposing, let me tell you. Oh, ho, ho. when you see a bicycle cop, you had better just go about your business and not even pay attention. Bicycle cops. You see a lot of them at these protests. What is the point of that?
2: I'm a bicycle cop You better obey the law Or I'll pedal after you as fast as I can I'm a bicycle cop And I did something wrong That's why they took my patrol car away I'm a bicycle cop And I wear short pants With socks up to my knees I'm a bicycle cop And I dress this way Because they think it's intimidating I'm gonna pedal away If you do something bad I'm gonna pedal away So don't get me mad I make my living this way It's pretty sad to see what happened to my career He's a bicycle cop So watch out what you do, or I'll pedal real hard after you. Here's a bicycle cop. There's not much else I can do other than shake my fist at you. Come back here. Come back. You're under arrest
3: or
0: something. Thus concludes part one of the Brit Summer Show in 95.3, 96.9. 103.9-1470-WWNN. This could be the conclusion of the first half hour. Is it? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, You might hear, if you stay tuned to this station, the entire hour after me carefully post-editing it for your tender ears, for the tender ears of the FCC. Uh, But for everybody else that's online, hey, stay tuned. There's more uh, Duke Squirt, squirt as I will be discussing in the next segment regarding the New York City Health Department. (laughs) So everybody on the ground, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you all here again next week. You're listening to The Britt Summers Show. Hi, this is Britt Summers, here to tell you about Feeding South Florida. It's Florida's leading domestic hunger relief organization, the largest and most efficient food bank serving Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals, including children and older adults over the past year. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive through food distributions. Feeding South Florida has partnered with Amazon.com to deliver meal boxes to homebound older adults in Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade counties. If you're able to, please donate today at FeedingSouthFlorida.org and thank you for your Support. That's feeding South
3: And now, much more of Brit Summers.
1: Oh, I'm a porno vice cop, and I really love my job with my badge and gun and boots on. I frequent all the porno theaters regularly. What I like best is to watch somebody masturbate and rule cool upon their chest. Ha ah, ah, ha ah, ah, ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha 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 Just hanging round the donut shop was getting pretty old. So I put it for a transfer. And now I get to bust those creeps who watch for no. I swear, when the lights are low in the theater, you can bet that I'll be there. I busted one guy yesterday, he was no more than a boy. When I asked to see some ivy, he started crying, so I threw the cups on. Then he cried out in his anger and his shame. Please leave me alone, please leave me alone And I threw him in the cage Yes, I cuffed him and I threw him in the cage It's the law It's the la 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 It's the law It's the la 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 It's the la 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 you are proud of the work that I am doing Cause we all know how the crime rate is going down And I profess to selectively enforce some laws And disregard the rest <laughs> And all those dirty moves they can mess with me That's the way the law is written And it won't change because of public apathy
0: FYI Nation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, Google Play With This, SoundCloud, and of course, TheBritSummerShow.com. Oh, and for uh, everybody listening on the radio, yeah, yeah, those are my affiliates, and I should say, uh, just <laughs> in case you're listening, 95.3, 96.9. 103.9-1470-WWNN, and and that is because I never know when the one-hour edition of this show is being aired, so it might be be right now. On Saturday night, it may not be, but if it is, hey, how you doing? And if it's not, you can always go to thebritsummershow.com, like everybody else, and you can hear the rest of the show, the entire show there, and then you can click on the current show itself, and that will take you automatically to soundcloud.com, where you'll find all of my downloads for free. And I think there's over 150 of them now. Yeah, I did a lot of these. But that's thanks to the generosity of my listeners, and of course, the underwriter of this program, who I am deeply grateful for, Ernie! Thank Thank you, Ernie. And now, I'm about to embark on something here. It, it, it should be arable, because this is an official release, a guideline, from the New York City Department of Health. Uh, and I'm, I'm not making this up. You can pull, go to the uh, NYC Health Department, and you can pull the PDF up yourself. But I'll save you the time, and I'll skip to the good part, because <laughs> this is, uh, well, I'll just read you uh, one of the headlines. New York City's Health Department has taken the surprising step of endorsing glory holes. Oh,
1: my God.
0: As a way of having safer sex during the coronavirus pandemic. Hey, Sarah. Oh, if Neil was alive today. Speaking of uh, epidemics, we had that down here in the uh, mid to late 90s. Uh <laughs> pretty much every department store, from uh, Penny's to Macy's to uh, Neiman Marcus, uh, you know, the stores that were still in business back then. And (laughs) in North Day, North Miami, they were finding glory holes in in the restroom area. Somebody uh, went through the uh, effort of uh, drilling out a board and creating a, a glory hole board. And uh, you can say glory hole on the air. So I'm just going to go ahead and read to you. If you go to the PDF at the New York City Health Department and you scroll down to number four, these are guidelines in preventing uh, catching the uh, coronavirus. Number four, (laughs) take care during sex. Kissing can easily pass the virus. Avoid kissing anyone who's not part of your small circle of close contacts. <clears throat> Number two, rimming. Mouth on anus. <laughs> From the health department. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, rimming. Mouth on anus might spread the virus. You think? Uh, virus in feces it may enter your mouth... <laughs> And could it could lead to infection. Well let's uh I yield to Al Lewis on that. What do you think, Al?
2: Everybody who's for abortion was at one time themselves a feces. So and that includes all of you out there. You were
3: once a feces.
0: And we continue. Uh <laughs> Wear a face covering or mask. Maybe it's your thing. Maybe it's not. But during COVID-19, wearing a face covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection during sex. Wearing a mask, okay? Heavy breathing and panting can spread the virus further. And if you or your partner have COVID-19 and don't know it, a mask can help stop that spread. Well, it's kind of hard to have sex with a while wearing a mask. I know Republicans can do it with a ball in their mouth, but I, I, I don't think I could do it with a mask on. Uh, and here's the best part of all. Make it a little kinky. Now, again, New York City Health Department. <laughs> Make it a little kinky. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers, like walls. <laughs> That allows sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. Uh, well, that's the, that sounds like a glory hole. <laughs> Which, By the way, I have to add this. Pandemic aside, um, if you want to catch something, that would be the, the most dangerous way of having sex. And why it was popular down here at one time probably still is. It was wildly popular back then and they had a, a, they <laughs> went as far as dispatching special glory hole squads of police that was their job <laughs> it was kind of like being a bicycle cop only these cops got special duty of uh, being glory hole cops and it was their job to seek out and apprehend glory holers i think it was called the glory hole tactical squad And we covered that to to a great extent back then. (laughs) And since they canceled Cops, that would be an appropriate replacement for it. Maybe on Netflix. (laughs) The Glory Hole Cops. Which is, as you're about to hear, I predicted many years ago. (laughs) And to finish up, it says, masturbate together. Masturbate together, that's right. Come on, people now. Masturbate together. Everybody try to love one another right now. Use physical distance and face coverings to reduce risk. Condoms and dental dams. Damn it! Okay. Can reduce contact with saliva, semen, or mm, mm, feces <laughs> during oral or anal sex. And, of course, it goes out washing up. Uh, yeah, of course, wash your hands. And uh, you can figure out the rest. But, yeah, they're recommending what it says right here in my hand on this piece of paper. Directly from the New York City official he- official health department guidelines. Uh, yeah, try out a, try out a glory hole, see if that helps you out. Yeah, it's not face to face contact, and uh, it comes in handy for those who don't quite see eye to fly.
3: I'm just standing in the back oh, and oh, watching porno oh, video. Oh, oh, For a glory hole, somebody's in the booth next to me. I'll slip it through and see if we will be watching videos in ecstasy. For a horny glory hole, I feel our hand there and kisses too. I'll have. Just standing in the back booth as we both enjoy the show Exchanging glance in the back booth Through a glory hole stand here stoking the glory hole. Now, I hope it's nobody I know. As I turn my head to better see, I hope he knows enough to brush his teeth. But then again, I didn't feel any teeth. So how the hell would I know? I'm just a rockin' and a poppin' through little horny, horny glory hole.
4: Hello, I'm Captain B.J. Boy Bob and welcome to another Saturday morning edition of Tight Lines and Good Fishing. Well last night I ran into some rough waters in a major department store when one of the toilets overflowed. But that didn't deter me from discovering an unusual variety of glory holes. Now the first one was of a gouge variety with a rough jagged texture that maybe a small one could get through safely, but, well, I wouldn't advise it. The other one was meticulously center drilled to three inches in diameter and reinforced with a beveled plastic safety rig. Somebody took real care to let the big ones on through. Where are they biting tonight? Well, I suggest Dillard, Nordstrom's, or, or even Walmart. Yeah. Well, that's all for now. I'm Captain B.J. Boy Bob tight lines and good fishing. We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth
0: in Radio.
4: The Brit Summers
0: Show at (laughs) thebritsummershow.com.
4: I'm a tea-room pervert, can't you tell? How I love that putrid
2: body-fluid smell. With my pants around my knees, I bend down so I can see if there's another tea-room pervert there as well. After I get naked and go running all over the place, I
4: hope someone just like me will shoot golden showers in my face. I'm a tea-room pervert, have you heard? With stomach in, I inhale somebody's turn. If a cop comes in at all, I just leap back in the stall. The excitement always makes my pee-pee swell. I'm a tea-room pervert. A tea-room pervert. I'm a tea-room pervert. Can't you tell?
0: Yeah, so be on the lookout for glory holes. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. So how's Aunt Jemima doing? I won't see her no more. Uh... I just hope they don't change the, uh, I mean, I know it's just corn syrup and uh, flavoring, but I like the buttery one. I prefer the buttery one because and uh, it, that's the most fattening thing you can eat. Pancakes and waffles. But occasionally I like a waffle and you don't have to use butter because a buttery one takes its place. Maybe it's chemically induced. I don't care, but I like it. Do I like it?
3: Do you like it?
0: Yes, I do. And... The Aunt Jemima buttery one is my preferred pancake syrup. Always has been. I did like uh, Roddenberry's. I don't know if it has anything to do with Gene Roddenberry, but Roddenberry's was good. And then, of course, there's Mrs. Butterworth, and I'm certain are going to go after her, too. And eventually, Uncle Ben. But come with me now as I take you down the primrose path of history which even uh, Pepsi or Quaker Oats, they didn't bother doing. Uh, Let's learn something about Aunt Jemima. That hasn't been discussed. Prior to 1960, there really was a, a real live spokeswoman for Aunt Jemima, pancakes and syrup. And it goes back to, and you're talking about depiction of slavery and everything, and yeah, The negative typecasting, the mammy stuff and the blackface and everything. Yeah, they're right about that. But actually, if you look at this historically, the original Aunt Jemima was a former slave. And she became spokesperson for this product. And her name was Nancy Green. Nobody mentions the name Nancy Green. And when given this opportunity, she became an activist She used the capital of being spokesperson for, at the time, it was it was before Quaker Oats bought it. It was just Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. And she was the actual spokeswoman and toured the country for the uh, syrup. But used her capital to champion African-American rights. You don't see that written about her. That was the original Aunt Jemima, Nancy Green. And then in 1923, I, I, it doesn't tell me anything uh, she may have died because that was 1890 and she was middle-aged then people didn't live long so 1923 she must have passed away and for 10 years after that there was no mascot for aunt jemima syrup not until 1933 when they got actress anna robinson to be the spokesperson and she, she toured the country and went to the chicago world's fair in 1933 representing it, it was like a big restaurant for aunt jemima And then in 1937, they hired actress Anna Robinson, but she wasn't spokeswoman long because in 1935, they hired actress Anna Sweet Harrington, and she remained spokeswoman for the Syrup Company for uh, 14 years. And then after 1960, it just became a cartoon mascot. It was a composite mascot, but they were real. They were real people which uh, and I would un- I understand because mascots are usually a made up thing like Betty Crocker who might have been real but not really chef boyardee he he was a real person <laughs> chef boyardee how come the italian americans don't take him off those cans uh yeah he used to package his food he had a restaurant and he his food as takeout in a paper bag and and it was a little meal you could prepare yourself and He was bought out and they made it into a company just named after the real guy, Chef Boyardee. And then, uh, if you'll recall, Sambo's Restaurant, which I have to say, far as chain diners are concerned, Sambo's was so far superior to Denny's. Uh, I just wish they changed their name and just kept going (laughs) because they're so much better than Denny's. So so was the clock, and so was, by the way, Wags, if you remember that. But here's what people never took into account about Sam Bowes. When they first started those restaurants in Santa Barbara, it had nothing to do with Sam Bow. The owner's name of Sam Bowes was Sam Laddiston and Newell Bownett. So they put the names together with Sam Bowes, which was com it's still common practice for a business to do. Uh, when you're starting out. And then uh, the customers started relating it to, back then in the 50s, uh, the, a popular children's book, the, the Sambo thing. It wasn't their idea, these guys, <laughs> to capitalize on a negative African-American thing. They just put a they put their names together, Sam and Bo, and it was Sambo's. It wasn't until down the road they agreed, yeah, why not? Well, let's capitalize on the... Uh, children's book and then it became associated with racism and all that but the, the company did not start that way see people don't even take the time they don't bother to look into what they're reacting about well what's behind all this are these really racists is that what they did you have to really research these things uh, and not just react but uh, that was the end of sambos and, and as far as answer mime is concerned they're going to change the packaging and the name I just hope they don't change the syrup. Sambo's, they should have changed the name and kept the restaurants open, but what are you going to do? So if you ask me if you really want to stay in the politically correct lane, it's my view, of course, what do I know, that if they're going to rebrand it, because of the original logo being a depiction of slavery or racist typecasting or however they want to phrase it, why not use the actual woman, Nancy Green, Get one of her pictures. There are pictures of her, not all mammyed up, but they're just regular pictures of Nancy Green. Call it Nancy Green's syrup. She was like the first Black Lives Matter activist, Nancy Green. Lanny's asked America what they wanted in an all-you-can-eat breakfast they just a lot of food. I want a lot of choices. Bacon,
4: pancakes, and eggs, any way I want them.
3: Oh, and sausages, those little sausages that look like dog turds.
4: Yeah, the ones that always come stuck together. Why is that?
3: And I don't want it warmed under a heat lamp at some fast food place. I want it warmed under a heat lamp at Lenny's.
0: Tell you how I want it. I want bacon really fatty and lame so that when you pick it up, it sort of droops off your finger. And eggs with the yolk broken so they're hot as a rock. And I want it served by a fat, sullen waitress with a mustache so I have an excuse to stiffer.
3: Hey, bring it to me, bitch! No-
0: Ow! And I don't want to stand in line. I want to wait in line to get seated for a really long time.
3: They do that at Denny's. Lenny's. Lenny's.
0: America, there's a new all-you-can-eat Grand Slam breakfast venue at Lenny's. It's everything you already expect from Lenny's, just a lot more of it at room temperature.
3: Some pervert unzipped his fly. To get serviced by a guy Standing in the bathroom stall He'll stick his junk right through the wall Glow Claw- Someone do this deed to evacuate this seed. Why not meet guys face to face instead of such a stinky place? Oh, oh, oh.
0: GuyHawkRadio.com, FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, TheBritSummerShow.com, SoundCloud.com, and 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. That wraps it up for this show, and I didn't even get around to half the stuff I wanted to talk about. um, I'm going to cover it next week. uh, More on the Rayshard Brooks murder, because I didn't even get around to, well, several weeks ago. When all the protesting started, I didn't know back then, and I said it on the air. I didn't know who actually burned down the police station and other businesses and all that. Uh, now, now it's been confirmed. <laughs> it was white people. It was white guys, probably from the uh, pick your boogie nose uh, boogaloo boys. Uh, but I have <laughs> still they burned down a Wendy's. Now Wendy's contributed a half a million dollars to the Trump re-election campaign. So for that. No matter who burned it down, good. Oh! But I got a buttload of things to uh, talk about. Oh, oh, <laughs> and I didn't get to. I did buy further deregulating the broadcasting industry, allowing foreign governments now uh, to buy local radio and television stations in your hometown. So stay tuned for the, more on that. And since I said buttloads, I should mention that this is the one year since uh, the great Suds Coleman Uh, My friend and everybody's friend uh, Passed away a year ago
4: Well that makes us feel like
0: duty Miss you suds Everybody misses you So that's the way I see the world from here And to quote another Dead radio personality Who is legendary in this area In the immortal words of Neil Rogers Cheer up Cause it's only gonna get worse
4: You'll find the fun Radiates around The Brit
2: Summer Show Bad gas. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they poo
1: on you? Bad gas. Bad gas. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they poo on you?